Hello and welcome to Remix, music reports, reviews, and remarks. I'm your host, Sarah James, and joining me today is... Dara Metcalf. How are you guys going today? Yeah, it's a good day. It's a Monday, so mm. it's as good as a Monday is going to get. It's yes. really rainy and gross here in Muncie, Indiana, but, <laughs> you know, we, we make it through. Um, so I like to start each episode with a fun music-related question, and today's question is, what was the last song you listened to? Uh, the last song I listened to was, like, a new song from the Drake album, and I think okay. it was, like, Passion Fruit, and it was actually, like, weird and different. I like it. It sounds like Drake, but just, like, in a different, hmm. it's in a different, like, different path, because, you know, he changes, like, yeah. some of his albums, but this one is... Not better than, like, views, but I think it's going to get, like, a lot of more, like, attention from it. That's cool. Um, I, before recording this, I listened through, I was listening through Revolution Radio by Green Day. It's an amazing album. And I think, let me check, the song that I stopped on was Outlaws. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, like, halfway through Outlaws at the moment. I had to press pause. Um, so, yeah, music's awesome. But sometimes bad things happen to great musicians, such as uh, over the weekend, um, Chuck Berry passed away, which is, he was a pioneer of rock and roll music, um, has amazing songs. Um, I have a really close connection to Johnny Be Good personally, uh, because I love Back to the Future, and um, I performed uh, the song that Marty plays. Have you seen Back to the Future? Yeah. What yeah, song? The song... Um, uh, or, or the talent show, or like when they had the prom. Yeah, when they had the prom and they went back and Marty was playing uh, the guitar. That's Johnny Be Good. That's right down in Louisiana, back in New Orleans. Back in the Orleans. Oh, like it's, are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah that's I Chuck like Barry. that song. Yeah, oh, and it's, I mean, pioneer of rock and roll. Um, he lived to be 90 years old. Wow. So a long and amazing life, but it's still sad when uh, when musicians pass away. Yeah. But so remembering Chuck Berry here at the very beginning. So, all right. So on to some new music. Um, really recently, Weezer put out a new song. It's called Feels Like Summer. Uh, I really like it. I think it's a jam, but there are a lot of Weezer fans who dislike it. Again, going back to something that we talked about on the last episode of Remixed, that when bands change their sound, even if it's just slightly, that a lot of fans will get really upset about it. Um, so what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, when I was a little kid, I used to listen to Weezer, and um, I loved it. Like, Beverly Hills was the first one I ever mm -hmm. heard, and now listening to their new song right now, I actually like it. It's more poppy. It's more summery. Um, it's just, like, a different turn, and I know they always, like, change their sound, but this time it was just, like, a complete different sound, and mm -hmm. I actually enjoyed it. Like, I wasn't ready for, like the chorus part yeah it was very good um i'm kind of am sad that people are getting upset that they're mm -hmm. changing it still reminds me of them but it's just a different sound it's just kind of how like follow boy changed and people didn't like that yeah. for example and i was like yeah they still sound the same so i don't yeah i yeah. still i still think they need to make the same music and um i feel like it's gonna be like not talked about anymore it's probably gonna be like a really good hit over the summer as well yeah just scrolling through some of the comments on um, the lyric video. It's not really a lyric video. It's kind of a music video um, for the song on Weezer's YouTube channel. Uh, some people are saying, like, I don't mind this, but if the whole album is like this, I don't think I will like it. Um, I will always love Weezer and continue to love them, but in my honest opinion, this new song just sounds like the typical pop alternative music that we normally get today. Um, 
trying to find some more. Weezer has turned and left me here. This doesn't sound like Weezer. But then you have some comments that are saying, like, sounds nothing like the White Album, which is uh, their most recent album they put out last year. Mm. Um, but I love when Weezer experiments with different styles, and there's nothing cringeworthy about this song at all. It's well-produced and has great lyrics. And I, I agree. I, um, I saw Weezer in concert over the summer um, when they toured with Panic! at the Disco. And first of all, they're amazing live. They are so good live. River's voice live is it sounds like studio like it's insane how much he sounds like a studio the studio version of himself when he sings live it's crazy um they're really really good live and i listened through the white album multiple times before the concert because i knew that would be the majority of the stuff that they were playing and i really like the white album it's really cool um and this is definitely something that is different but as far as people saying it's like this is just the alternative pop stuff that we get today for me it reminds me of something that's like early 2000s pop more so than like pop now yeah, like rock pop like um yeah the people who made like hey now you're a rock star or the like um, yeah it's like early thousands is what i'm thinking of but i don't know people are you know they have their opinions but for me if for me if an artist is being genuine and they change their sound you don't necessarily have to like it but you don't I'd feel like it's an overreaction to just be, like, up in arms, being like, this isn't Weezer, how dare they? Like, yeah. no, this is what they want to do, what they're trying to do. It's just a different sound. There's no guarantee that the entire album is going to sound like this. So, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we have um, some new music videos that came out somewhat recently. We'll start with um, Pentatonix released a music video um, for their... They just recently announced a new EP... PTX Volume 4, The Classics, which is, they actually announced their track listing not too long ago. Let me see if I can remember it. I may yeah, have to pull it up. my friend told me about it. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I am a huge fan of Pentatonix. I have been since sophomore year of high school, something like that. Oh. Um, <laughs> I love acapella music, but they announced uh, their track listing. It's all covers, which I think is interesting because usually in the past on their EPs, they've had a lot of covers, but they throw in a few originals. And then their um, full length album that came out a couple years ago titled Pentatonix was completely originals. Mm. But this is all covers and it's the classics. So you have Bohemian Rhapsody, Imagine. Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, Over the Rainbow, Take On Me, Can't Help Falling in Love, and then bonus track, Jolene featuring Dolly Parton. Um, Jolene came out last year. They already had uh, recorded that and released that. They actually won a Grammy for it. But they released a music video for Imagine um, while we were on spring break. So it's been a couple weeks, but I still want to talk about it because I think it's... First of all, it's a gorgeous song. Like, Imagine is an absolutely beautiful song. And... It's amazing how, like, John Lennon wrote that song in, what, the 70s, 80s? Dang it, I should know that. Now I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, but how he was able to write it about what was going on at um, that moment in the 80s. Oh, the Beatles I song. Think. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, came out, no, in 71. All right. So, um... It's amazing to me that John Lennon could write this song in the 70s about what was going on in the world then and that Pentatonix can perform it now and it still 
apply to what's going on in our world right now. Um, I think the message behind it of them uh, like passing the cards to each other, um, it's just saying things of like who they are. So Mitch says, you know, like his has uh, LGBTQ plus on it. He passes it to Scott and um, Avi says, you know, Jewish and uh, Kevin has black and Christian and um, Kirsty has Latina and woman. And it's like that these five people who are five very, very different people can come together and sing this song and work together perfectly. And it's just a gorgeous arrangement of the song. I absolutely love it. Watch the video. It's so good. I cried a little. <laughs> you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, um, I watched it this weekend with my friend Dawson because he's like a friend of Pentatonix. Mm. And it's weird because I'm not in like, <laughs> I'm part of like an acapella organization here on campus. So it's mm. kind of weird. But um, yeah, I thought it was a beautiful thing. I thought it was like a really great message. I'm still like happy but sad that this song is still relevant. Mm-hmm. Because this this song is still, you'd think like, you'd think that at this point we, we wouldn't have to we would have had this. to yeah we wouldn't have to sing this like yeah it's like as if it's still going on mm-hmm. and it shouldn't I think it's a good time they did it and it's a good message a lot of people follow them so I feel like a lot of their followers and fans will who are I guess maybe one sided or maybe on the wrong side can get a better idea and inspire other people because mm-hmm. I mean I feel like music and visualization is a better Thing to change people's minds and aspects on people's um, differences than just yelling and telling them and yeah. lecturing them. Yeah, the music is is really powerful, and I think it was subtle that they start off singing a song, and you just think it's going to be this really gorgeous arrangement of a gorgeous song, and then they pick up those cards, and you're like, oh, I get it now, and it. It, they didn't have to do anything more than that to get the message across. And I just, I thought it was really beautiful the way they tackled that. Um, so now on to some controversy. A uh, couple weeks ago, um, Snoop Dogg released a video for the song Lavender. And boy, did it cause some issues for people. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> go ahead with your thoughts first. Well, like, when I saw the video... Um, yeah, I think I looked at the video first with my friend because we like Snoop Dogg and we heard that um, Snoop Dogg like apparently shot the president mm-hmm. and that's a huge controversy, which I'm really surprised about, but I'll get to that one later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were watching the show, we were watching the video and it comes up with like clowns and like, yeah. we really understood like the symbol, um, symbolization with the clowns and white people and like, yeah. how they're acting and... I just really thought it was a good, it was a good video, music video for black people and people of color because they mm-hmm. understand it. And yeah, I, it could be like an insult to white people, which it, I guess, I mean, it is what it is. But I feel like close to the end, like when he shoots the president, mm-hmm. he doesn't even shoot him. Like he has like it a clown like, gun yeah. in his bane. At the end of the music video, he's still alive. Yeah. So I just thought it was weird that like people were getting like, really upset about it mm-hmm. about him killing him I was like he didn't really kill him um, was I it, thought yeah. I thought it was interesting when I went to look up the video on YouTube because I had seen all over the internet that it's like craziness was going down and it's like Trump had um, tweeted at Snoop oh Dogg gosh. saying like can you imagine what the outcry would be if Snoop Dogg failing career and all had aimed and fired the gun at President Obama jail time 
And it's like, I had seen that and I was like, okay, I have to watch this video now. And when you look it up, the channel that it's on is like prank versus prank. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is this the real one? And it was, it's on that channel. And so it's like, for me, I just feel like it's, none of this should be taken too seriously. Yeah. That it's, yeah, there's a lot of symbolism and there is a political commentary, but I think at the end of the day, it's not supposed to be taken seriously. like literally. And like the fact, I feel, I'm pretty sure someone did make a song about killing President Obama. Probably. Probably. There but were all sorts of people who were. you don't see yeah. President Obama being a little, um, a little person in like tweeting or like being upset about it. And two. I just and like other people were backing up for Snoop Dogg as well. I think yeah. Ti, uh, Ti, Ice T, I think, were like protect you know like getting on yeah. Snoop Dogg's side, like hey, like the, you know President Trump, like back off, like yeah, you can say what you want. And then I think Bow Wow said something really dumb and irrelevant. Yeah, which then caused which a lot really of sexist backlash. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like President Trump took this out of portion which he always does and yeah i feel like it's there have been in the past couple months like there have been a lot of things that artists have done and said that are they're putting their voices into the political arena and for me there are some people who will argue that like Celebrities shouldn't have a place in politics. That's not their job. But for me, I if I had a platform like that, I would be using it to share my voice. Right. So I think it makes perfect sense for um, actors or musicians or athletes to be making these political moves. Right. I think they're perfectly valid in that. You had like um, at the AMAs, and I'm pretty sure at every live show since uh, Green Day, when they perform Bang Bang, they have that chant. Um, that's like, uh, no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they did that at the AMAs, which was like big news. And I'm pretty sure they do that. They're touring currently and I'm pretty sure they've, uh, kept up with that for yeah, every live show. And I love them for it. Yeah. I it's love Green Day. like if you, um, like, you have like Mark Ruffalo, who's a very popular actor gosh, and he, Mark you Ruffalo. check out his Twitter and he is always advocating for something. And it's like, I don't agree with him all the time, but I, I'm not going to bash him for using the platform he has and the following he has because right. if I had that platform, I would be doing the same thing. Right. So I feel like, all right, Snoop Dogg was trying to make a commentary about the political arena and systematic racism and how those two things are kind of working together at the moment. Um, and he did it, I think, in a really kind of farcical way with everything with everyone being clowns that it's yeah there's there's a deeper level and a deeper symbolism to everything in the video but again i don't think it was supposed to be taken like super seriously it was just hey this is a thought i mean it's snoop dogg like it's like <laughs> calm down trump it's okay yeah. i feel like like even if you are like a celebrity you sh like you should still have the right to like oh yeah say anything yeah I don't know. I just, I just wish people can just chill out for a second. Yeah, like, we had a comment. I mean, this went up freaking earlier today that a Fox News host said that the Secret Service should kill Snoop Dogg and Bow Wow for the anti-Trump video and like Bow Wow's remarks about Melania. That like she, 
like someone asked her um i'm trying to think i'm trying to find it someone asked her how the secret service should respond and she went kill them kill them i think it would be fantastic and snoop if snoop and wannabe snoop got a visit from like the federal marshals not let's see how tough snoop. and gangster they are then not wannabe snoop first all first off <laughs> not wannabe snoop what this is so f- sorry it's okay <laughs> This is so hypocritical because, like, you cannot. You're you're in a you're in a position. You, Melina, your whole thing is in a position that you're going to be judged whatsoever. It doesn't matter. You're going to be judged yeah. whatsoever just because you can do it towards other people when you're not in a position and you don't want that happening to you. It doesn't mean you can shut everyone else down mm-hmm. in a way. I just think it's ridiculous. Like they should just be the big people and ignore it. And really, that's really unconstitutional to do that in the yeah. first place. And you saying that. Is not making yourself look good or your integrity look good because if I just it if, feels I mean, like it's not gonna it feels happen, like of middle course. schoolers right it's not gonna like happen arguing. of course <laughs> but like you really going to not take kill one person two people because they said one thing bad in a video I'm pretty sure other people said worse things about them what are you gonna do kill them too yeah it's it's ridiculous I he just needs to grow up not be on social media and do his work. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, so we're going to, on that note, <laughs> we'll transition to, this was um, a couple weeks ago, so it's not as recent, but I want to talk about the um, I Heart Music Awards. They were uh, earlier this month on March 5th, um, and yeah, I didn't, unfortunately, I wasn't able to like watch the I Heart Music Awards because I think I was at a concert, pretty sure I was at a concert, Um but there were a lot of really cool performers um, and a lot of awards won and awards lost. Uh, you had Song of the Year going to Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. Adele won Female Artist of the Year. Justin Bieber won Male Artist of the Year. Best New Artist was Chainsmokers. Best Duo Group were My Boys, 21 Pilots. Uh, Album of the Year for Pop went to 25 by Adele. Um, rock was the new Metallica album. Alternative rock was Blurry Face. Country was Chris Stapleton. Dance was Chainsmokers. Hip hop was Drake. R and B was Rihanna. So yeah, a lot of awards won and lost. I was happy for, of course, when anything Twenty One Pilots wins. But for me, they um, were up for. Let me find it. They were up for like Best Fan Army, something like that. Yeah, Best Fan Army. And listen, <laughs> I I am an active part of the Skeleton Click. I'm wearing a 21 Pilot shirt right now. I love this fan base and everything that this fan base does and stands for. And for me, I I voted for this one multiple times for them to try to win Best Fan Army. And we lost to Fifth Harmony. Which makes no sense to me. What were but the, who was in the group? Like who were There were a lot. You had um, Fifth Harmony, Five Seconds of Summer, Beyonce, Bieber, Selena Beyonce Gomez. Yeah, like the Beehive. That's a that's a pretty massive fan base. Yeah. Um, Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga, Demi Lovato, Shawn Mendes, Katy Perry, Rihanna, Britney Spears, and Twenty One Pilots. And so like Twenty One Pilots was up against a lot of massive artists. And Fifth Harmony won? And Fifth Harmony won. Not Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, the Little Monsters didn't win. Like, 
Beehive didn't win. Skeleton Click didn't win. Right. Like, even the Believers, even though I don't like Bieber right. at all, that's a massive fan base. And I'm like, the Harmonizers won? What the heck happened? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't, like, I don't know. Is it, like, iHeart Awards, like, diff- like new? I think newer than some of the other, um, I don't know exactly, like, what year. Uh, this is like how many they've had of these, but it's definitely um, newer, mm. I think, than a lot of other music awards. But like this, I don't know. This stems from radio because it's the iHeartRadio Music Awards, and like this past year, Twenty One Pilots has done really, really well on the radio and has grown their fan base significantly because mm-hmm. of the radio. So it's just, I mean, they won like. Um, alternative rock song and alternative rock artist and alternative rock album didn't they win a grammy too they did they yeah, won a grammy they for uh, yeah that was a great time yeah for for everyone but i was the one that it's i think really encompasses a lot of 21 pilots is the fan base um they i know every artist thanks their fans and is like i wouldn't be here without you but like the skeleton click is something really special is something really, really special. And so I was I was upset that we didn't win that one, but maybe next time. All right. Any thoughts on the iHeart Music Awards? Um, that was pretty much it. I'm just surprised that Fifth Harmony won over. Yeah, that makes no sense. Out of all those artists, like freaking Fifth Harmony? What is it the because heck? like is it maybe because the girl left? Maybe they got a lot of attention. Oh, made a lot of uh publicity when um Camilla, is that her name? Yeah, Camilla left. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm. It's probably it's probably that reason because all of that does not make sense. Like they do have good songs, but I didn't even know they had a fan base. Right. What uh, are they called? The Fifters. Harmonizers uh, are the the Fifth Harmony fan base, but that's fine. All right. So closing off, we always take a look at the Billboard charts. So looking at albums. Um, both five and four are both future albums um, for in the top five albums mm. for this past week. I don't listen to future, so I can't really comment. But yeah. It's I like his most recent one, and I think the previous one mm. are the four or five. Probably just because after his most recent release, which was number one, I think it debuted at number one a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just people going back and buying, More. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, we have 24K Magic by Bruno Mars. Okay. It's a quality album. I like it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fun to listen to. Uh, number two, the new Metallica album. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty awesome, actually. Okay. <laughs> like, last week, oh it was, last week it was 14 on the charts, and now it's all the way up to number two. two. I'm, I'm not sure why, but that's pretty awesome. I don't know how to feel. I used to listen to Metallica when I was a little kid. I don't yeah. listen to them anymore, but I need to have a new album. I'm just like, I hope they do well. And they are, so I'm happy. Yeah, I'll have to take a listen to it because I, yeah, it's Metallica. And I listen to um, Metallica every now and then. When I was younger, so I may have to listen through this one for sure. And then number one, no surprise here, it's new this week. Uh, debuting at number one is "Divide" by Ed Sheeran, the mm. new Ed Sheeran album. Um, oh yeah. I don't know if I will listen to it. I'm not a huge Ed Sheeran fan. I like a hand like most of the songs that become like his radio hits. I like. 
um, except for Shape of You, which if you go all the way back to the first episode of Remix, you can hear our opinions on Shape of You. Um, yeah, I um, but I think I will probably take a chance on this album. I usually was not a fan of him until like Shape of You came out, and it's, I was listening to the album when Shape of You, this more songs came down mm-hmm. to it, and I was like, these aren't really bad. I might actually try it. I really like Shape of You. What did you guys talk about? It, for me, it's just... Um, and again, like, I know we said earlier that it's, like, an artist should have the ability to change, but it's just, it seems so out of character for Ed Sheeran, and it was just, for me, there's a difference between when an artist is trying to emulate a sound or to do something different, mm-hmm. like, going back to the Weezer song. I feel like that's, that, to me, feels genuine and is rivers trying to play with new sounds yeah whereas shape of you just feels like pop song buzzwords where it's like every other pop song ever there's i don't get anything new from shape of you except for it's from ed sheeran and not like justin bieber i I will say that it's really catchy and gets stuck in my head all the time and it's really fun to dance to but like it's just i don't know it's not what i think of when i hear ed sheeran yeah i do agree he does write he mostly like sings ballads i think that's mostly what i know of him from i really mm-hmm. like shape of you maybe not the words probably just like the beat yeah and, and he, lyrically um, lyrically it's not that great no <laughs> it's something like, it tells me a story but like it's nothing like so deep like yeah wow but no when he performed it in the grammys i think that's why i liked it because i he, will say yeah his wanted, like, like he did all the like, yeah when he played himself. it acoustically i really enjoyed that i, I thought that was really cool yeah. yeah i will say his live performance of it was to me much more interesting than um the studio version yeah i personally. think that's why i like it too because i saw that um how he built all that up i was mm-hmm. like yep he's cool <laughs> Um, so then moving on to songs. Number five, we have Love on the Brain by Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Great song. Yeah. It's been on the charts for 21 weeks now, so no surprise. Uh, number four, I Don't Want to Live Forever by Zayn and Taylor Swift from the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack. That's been in the top five for weeks, so no surprise. A lot of these have been in the top five for weeks. Um, so I think the past, these two songs to switch places, the Zayn Taylor Swift one and then That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. Uh, is number three. I think last week they were swapped. Um, also a great song. Bruno Mars is fantastic. Number two is still freaking bad and bougie. I don't know why. Listen. It just needs to stop. <laughs> no. This okay. has been this has been like either not. number one or number two on the charts since the beginning of the semester. Like okay. it hasn't left. I'm not gonna lie. It's a good. It's not okay. It's not a good song, but it's a good rap song. It should not be in the top five still. No, it should. I mean, I understand. I'm laughing that it still is, and yeah. I can't say I'm mad because it's a, it's, it's a, the beat. It's the beat. The beat oh is. Oh my gosh, is cool. This is not my genre of music. Yeah. Like rap and hip hop is not my genre of music at all. I'm much more. I'm, I'm much more alternative. Yeah. Rock, punk. That's that's more my style for sure. Um. But I don't, yeah, I don't understand why it's it's been like either number one or number two since the beginning of the semester. Okay, no, because it's a meme. It's because it's a meme. But the meme is dead, so why isn't the song dead? (sighs) I don't understand it. Um, the number one is Shape of You, and it's been number one for quite some time. Yeah, so (laughs) no surprise there. We'll see. Uh, I'm trying to see. Green Light by Lord is up is uh at nineteen. Last week it started at 100, so it's bumped up to 19. Mm. It's its highest position, so 
pretty cool. I'm excited for new Lord music. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, did you hear about the new uh, Frank Ocean song? I did not. Frank Ocean has a new song? Yes, it's with uh, Frank Ocean and Calvin Harris. It's called Slide. Ooh. I might have to look that up. Yeah, we're going to have to. We should talk about that. <laughs> yeah, on the next one for sure. Yeah, it's really good. It's like, it's a summer hit. It's like a summer song. I love that. I love summer jams. Yeah, it's going to, I feel like he's going to make, no, I don't know if he's going to get another album, but I feel like the Freak Ocean album or some EP is going to slip up out of nowhere. Mm, just randomly. And I'm, he's just going to spoil us for the next four years and That'd be cool. disappear. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. All right, and then to wrap everything up, uh, Remixed always ends with a song or artist or album recommendation. So any songs that – it doesn't have to be a new artist or a new album or a new song. It can be a total throwback or it can be something recent. Uh, you should definitely listen to, like, I'm Your Baby Tonight by Whitney Houston. The like, <laughs> nice. There's, like, two versions, but, like, if you go on YouTube – it have like the Vivo, but if you go on Spotify, it's like the first thing you'll see up there. Mm-hmm. You click it, and um, I don't know. I just really, I really like it. My friends came down to town last weekend. We always play this song together. It's just That's old cool. Whitney being old Whitney. Yeah. God bless her. <laughs> yeah. Um, as as some listeners know, I went to two concerts over spring break. I went to see Twenty One Pilots and Panic at the Disco, and one of the opening acts for Panic at the Disco is an artist or a band called um, Mr. Wives, which I was blown away by their set. Um, the lead singer, Mandy Lee, has, like, she has an incredible energy on stage that I, you don't see in a lot of artists. Um, and her voice is phenomenal. And I was completely blown away by their set that it's, I've started listening to their music more. I really, really like their sound. It's kind of um, indie pop, dance kind of sounding, but it's, her voice is really, really cool. And they have a mix of, like, guitar and synth and horns which is really awesome i love when artists use horns in their songs like i think that's fantastic so yeah definitely check out mr wives um i think they're they're currently still touring with panic uh but they're like working on a second album which should come out i think soonish so definitely check them out sounds cool yeah all right so, thank you for joining us for this episode of Remix. You can check out more podcasts from Byte on our SoundCloud and iTunes at Ball State Daily. Um, we also have some podcasts up on our YouTube channel, mostly episodes of The Coven, but The Coven is an awesome podcast. You should listen to it. Check that out. Byte BSU on YouTube. Um, I have been your host, Sarah James, and again, I was joined by Dara Metcalf. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye.